Aloha, everyone, and welcome to Just a Position, the podcast where we explore mental health, vulnerability, and personal life journeys. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already so you can watch this episode and make sure you listen to new episodes out every Thursday wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, guys, I am coming to you exhausted. I recently spent this weekend in Vegas. I went to EDC, Electric Daisy Carnival, Las Vegas. It was my second time going. And if you're a fan of EDM music, you definitely know about this festival. It is absolutely massive, like crazy huge. I think there was like 500,000 people there. Incredible event. Um, Oh, just like so incredible. I had the absolute time of my life. Got to see so many DJs that I absolutely love. I got to help my friends do a proposal at EDC. But uh, the event goes roughly, I think, from like 5 p.m. until like 7 a.m. in the morning. I think the last day went until like 9 a.m. I am so exhausted. <laughs> I'm so tired. I think we put in about like 30,000 steps a day. And I was so exhausted on the last day that I ended up sleeping until 9 p.m. And even today, I slept for like 11 hours. I am so tired. My body just feels so exhausted from all the walking. And then, of course, because it's me, I'm like dancing like crazy to all the music that I absolutely love. Um, if you're a fan of EDM music, make sure you comment on this video. And if you are at EDC, definitely comment because I would love to connect with you guys. But it was a crazy weekend. It was super fun. Um, really like wholesome and just great experience and had an amazing time. But for this episode, it is another round of answering your guys' skincare questions. I'm really excited because it's been a little while since I filmed one of these. And I asked you guys some new questions that I'm going to be responding to in this video. You guys submit so many questions every time I do one of these podcasts to the point that for the last like three episodes that I've done I've just sourced from the time I asked you guys like three months ago what your skincare questions are because you guys submit so many and I even just posted the question like a few hours ago and oh my gosh there's so many questions thank you guys for submitting all your skincare questions I absolutely love these episodes just because it's a great intimate space for me to be able to hopefully help with any skincare concerns that you have and just help steer you in the right direction of some products that will hopefully be able to help so I'm really excited to get into this there's a bunch Bunch of questions that I want to get into. So we're just going to jump right into it. But if you don't already follow me on Instagram, you definitely should. That way you can be in one of these episodes and have some of your questions answered. So without further ado, let's just jump into all the questions that you guys have submitted. Okay, so the first one is my boyfriend gets ingrowns and his cheeks get really red slash patchy after he shaves. Any advice? I really appreciate this question because I am someone who has struggled a lot with ingrown hairs, particularly on my neck, but also my body, like really bad ingrown hairs to the point that they look like skin wounds. It's really like not a fun time. And so I've always been on the search for any products or solutions that can really help with ingrown hairs. And I'll just give the ones that have personally really worked well for me. Um, I think when it comes to shaving, the shaving cream that absolutely changed my life is the of shaving unscented shaving cream. Once I started using that, I noticed a significant reduction in the redness and the ingrown hairs I was experiencing. I use it with like a little brush to help kind of exfoliate the skin, but also just froth up the product. And I don't know exactly like what it does. The ingredient list is really good, but it's very simple. But that one has made such a huge difference and I've recommended it 
in videos past and you guys have really liked it as well. So that one's great. I also always make sure to use an exfoliant. Now for my neck area, the only exfoliant that my skin can tolerate is the Selfless by Hiram Mandelic Acid Serum. It's a very gentle exfoliating serum and you want to use an exfoliant to make sure that it can just get deep into the pores and, um, <clears throat> where the hairs are starting to grow, make sure that there's nothing obstructing the pores um, or obstructing the skin that would cause those ingrown hairs in the first place. But the mandelic acid one is super gentle, which is the reason I can use it on my neck because otherwise every other product makes my neck freak out and I get ingrown hairs and redness and all that kind of stuff. I also similarly use a niacinamide product. So one I've been loving recently is the Notorium Niacinamide Serum. That one helps to reduce any redness or irritation that my skin might be experiencing in that area or even the selfless niacinamide moisturizer as well. Just any product that has niacinamide in it will help to reduce any of that redness and patchiness that he might be experiencing and also just help to hydrate and improve the health of the moisture barrier of the total area. So that's what's really worked well for me. Um, hopefully those will be able to help him, but trust, I have tried so, so many products to help with ingrown hairs and the majority of them just didn't do anything for my skin, but that using those is the only way that I can make sure that my neck stays clear after, you know, I don't even know how many years of shaving, 11 years of shaving, 12 years of shaving, something like that. So hopefully that helps. Grace asked, and I think I recognize your username because I believe you have submitted questions in the past. How do you get rid of skin texture? So the best thing for getting rid of skin texture is to regularly exfoliate your skin, not a scrub, but more a chemical exfoliant, like a serum or an essence or toner that we will be able to deeply exfoliate in your pores um, and reduce that overall skin texture. So one of the best ingredients and the strongest one is glycolic acid. Amazing for reducing skin texture. It's very powerful. Um, and a lot of glycolic acid products, in my opinion, can be really strong on the skin, but a great one is the Crave Beauty Kaleluya. Um, product. I've recently started using that one again. I remember how much I love it. It's a great way of getting glycolic acid exfoliation without like sensitivity and irritation. But if you do have more like sensitized or irritated skin, then again, I would recommend a more gentle exfoliant like the selfless mandelic acid serum um, and make sure that you're also not exfoliating too much. I'd say like the best is to exfoliate two to three times a week, but no more than that. Um, just make sure you're doing it overnight and that'll help to really improve any of that skin texture you might be experiencing. Becca asked, what are the black dots on my nose and chin that won't go away? So those are called blackheads and those happen because of an excess amount of oil and sebum in your pores and on your skin, which leads it to kind of like build up over time and create that darker appearance within the pore, which makes your pores look a lot more visible. So the best thing to get rid of any blackheads is always salicylic acid constantly recommending salicylic acid on my channel. It's a great solution for helping with that. And if you're specifically struggling with it, with it on your nose and on your chin, I recommend the Paul's Choice 2% BHA exfoliant. I've always called it the miracle product. That one's so good for just getting rid of those blackheads, getting rid of that obstruction in your pores, clearing it out and making sure your pores are less visible. Just make sure you're not using it like every day because that's a very strong formula. I'd recommend it like a few times a week overnight just to help curb that. 
Carolina asked, Jennifer Lopez says that not washing your face in the morning clears her skin. Is that okay for sensitive skin? So yeah, I've talked about this in a few recent videos, but cleansing twice a day, I think is good if you have like oily or combination skin. But if you have very dry skin or very sensitive skin, then sometimes cleansing your face twice a day can overly strip your skin of the natural oils it needs to stay healthy or can make your skin more red and irritated. So honestly, I'd say... If you are going to cleanse, just cleanse once at nighttime. That way you're making sure to remove all the dirt and sebum and oil or makeup and sunscreen that has accumulated on your skin throughout the day um, and making sure that your night products work a lot more effectively. So you really only need to cleanse at night. You don't need to cleanse in the morning. Um, but if you do have really oily or combination skin, I still recommend cleansing twice because cleansing once is just not going to remove enough of what's on your skin to make sure that you don't struggle with breakouts, skin dryness, skin texture, all that kind of stuff. I also recommend looking at your cleanser and making sure that it's a really gentle one because a lot of people do experience that like stripped dry effect um, from cleansing twice a day when their cleanser is too strong for their skin. So I always recommend really gentle cleansers like the Crave Beauty uh, Matcha Hemp Hydrating Cleanser. That's a great one. Or like the Vanna Cream Cleanser as well. The CeraVe Cleansers are super gentle too. Just any gentle cleanser um, is going to be the best for treating that concern first. And then if you're still noticing skin dryness, then reduce your cleansing to just once a day. Alice asked, hi, Hiram. I've recently been introduced to your channel. Welcome to the family. Thanks so much for listening and watching. How do you combat mask knee? Good question. I actually remember making a video about this during the pandemic, but if you're someone like me who still wears masks all the time, it's like always a concern. Um, so the best way to combat mask knee, because what's really causing mask knee is extreme dryness in that area from a lack of moisture. So a lot of times your skin will overcompensate with oil production and then create those breakouts or your mask rubbing against your skin will irritate it so much that it starts to break out as kind of like a sign of like, hey, I'm really irritated. I'm really mad. Fix me. <laughs> so I've always said that the best thing for helping with masking is making sure that you're slugging overnight. Use the CeraVe healing ointment. Um, overnight because what it does is helps to make sure that your moisture barrier is taken care of that it's able to best combat that like extreme dryness or irritation in that area and then if you want a treatment as well definitely go in with like a salicylic acid product like the Paula's Choice 2% BHA exfoliant or you can use like a benzoyl peroxide cleanser if you want a more gentle solution I personally like the Panoxyl benzoyl peroxide cleanser that one's a really great one um, but if you're using that in tandem with like a healing ointment that's a great way of curbing it. Also, I know a lot of people like to apply the CeraVe healing ointment before they put on their masks. So say if you're like a healthcare worker and you have to wear your mask throughout the entire day, then I definitely recommend applying a layer of that healing ointment before you put on your mask. And then of course, if you are able to make sure you're wearing like a comfortable mask or a layer underneath um, your mask that will be not too irritating on your skin that isn't going to like rub it or scratch it too much because that's a big problem when it comes to mask knee and once you have a breakout and then it's already rubbing a bunch on your skin it's just going to make the problem worse so hopefully that'll be a help be able to help but make sure you go check out my mask knee video that i posted a few years ago this next question made me laugh so hard um someone had asked do you have an only fans <laughs> i don't <laughs> 
I don't have an OnlyFans, but um, I don't know. I'm friends with multiple OnlyFans creators, and I look at how much money they make, and I'm like, oh my god, maybe I'm open-minded to doing OnlyFans. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I um, OnlyFans isn't for me. No judgment towards people who do it. I think um, it's actually like, you know, a solid way of making money if you are into that. But um, no, I do not have an OnlyFans, and if you see someone claiming to be me on OnlyFans, it is definitely not me. So. I don't know. It, you, most of you are probably relieved to hear that, but for anyone who is disappointed, I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, I don't have an OnlyFans. Shaikh asked, how do I heal my tan? So this is a really great question because I don't see a lot of people talking about like how to take care of your skin if you don't experience like too much sun damage or um, you know, just like too much sun exposure. I will say, first of all, like if your skin is naturally like getting, you know, a little bit darker from the sun, like no need to stress. That's totally normal. Um, you know, not a huge deal. But if you are noticing that like your skin did get some sun damage, I have a few different products that I love to use that really, really help. Um, the first one that if you watched my Walmart skincare team video, you should go check it out because it shows how incredible this product is. The Peter Thomas Roth Cucumber Gel Mask. That one is a great one for helping to reduce any like sunburn or redness. And seriously, within 15 minutes, minutes of putting it on the way it completely reduces any like sunburn or sun damage I've experienced in the past even like in the Walmart skincare routine video where I had a reaction to a product that product is magic it is so good at reducing redness um, and that's a great one when you know if I've been at the beach too long or just outside and my skin needs a little bit of TLC I use that one and the great thing is that you know it's a little bit more on the pricey side but it lasts forever because it comes in like a really big jar so I definitely recommend that product. I also recommend using niacinamide because niacinamide will not only help to reduce any redness, but also help to uh, kind of heal and repair your moisture barrier. So like I said before, the one I've been using recently is the Notorium Niacinamide Serum. That one's a great one. And then also if you want just like a really cheap solution um, that in my opinion doesn't work the best, but it works really well. The Target, uh, I think it's like up and up aloe vera gel is a great one be cautious with aloe vera gels because a lot of them do contain like a lot of alcohol and don't contain a high concentration of aloe vera extract but the target one excuse me is a great one for that and just a really simple solution to help with an immediate effect after you get like a tan or a little bit of a sunburn but um yeah that's the main thing I would recommend if you're like consistently finding that your so your skin just kind of soaks up the sun then I definitely definitely recommend using like a niacinamide serum to help combat any of that redness and just to consistently help with your you know health of your skin Ada asked, how many times should I exfoliate in a week for dry skin? So with dry skin, your skin is producing a lot less sebum and oil and has a slower rate, well, might have a slower rate of producing new skin cells. So exfoliating super frequently is not necessary as opposed to if you have oily skin. So if you have dry skin, I recommend exfoliating like once, maybe twice a week. You don't need to be doing it really often because if you have dry skin, it might overly strip 
strip, dry out, or irritate your skin. So use like a gentle chemical exfoliant. Exfoliate once or twice per week. See how that works for you. I know personally for me, because I have combination to oily skin, I exfoliate about two to three times a week. But I'd say one to two times a week is kind of like the perfect balance for making sure that your skin stays fresh. It's reducing the texture. It doesn't look too gritty. Um, that should be able to help you out. Oh, sorry guys, a technician showed up, so I had to take an hour break, but I'm going to jump back into the questions now. <clears throat> Angie asked, what ingredients help with fine lines? So there's a bunch of different ingredients out there that all claim to help with fine lines. Some of them do really well, some of them don't, but I'd say the best ones that I'm personally recommending all the time are first retinol. It's like the most researched ingredient for helping to reduce the appearance of fine lines and aging within the skin or prescription retinol like tretinoin. Um, you can even get an ingredient, uh, well, a product called Differin uh, at the drugstore, which is a form of a retinoid that's able to help reduce um, all types of skin damage, but also specifically fine lines and aging as well. Typically, tretinoin or differin are a little bit intense if you're brand new to the kind of like anti-aging game, which is why I typically recommend retinol, but they're really powerful for helping with aging. If you are brand new to the retinol game, I definitely recommend the Selfless by Hiram Retinol and Rainbow Algae Repair Serum. It's the most gentle formula out there that I've been able to see. Um, it's a really good one for introducing Reducing your skin to, you know, more powerful ingredients like retinol. But if you are experienced, then I definitely recommend like going to a dermatologist or using a dermatology service for tretinoin because that is definitely the most powerful out there. I'd say also in addition to that, making sure that you're regularly exfoliating your skin. That's a great way to help with reducing the appearance of fine lines because retinol will help you to create brand new skin cells, but it's not going to get rid of the old dead skin cells on your face. That's what exfoliants are going to be able to help with. So like glycolic acid, mandelic acid, lactic acid, all those different types of exfoliating acids are going to help make sure that you're not only, you know, creating those brand new skin cells, which will help to make your skin look more youthful, but you're also getting rid of the old ones sitting on the surface of your skin. And then finally, I feel like an underrated ingre like ingredient category are really moisturizing ingredients for helping with fine lines and aging because you need to make sure that your skin is moisturized and plumped in order to reduce the appearance of those because if you have really dry or dehydrated skin, fine lines and aging are going to look more visible. So my personal like deeply moisturizing, uh, my personal favorite deeply moisturizing ingredients are like squalane, an amazing oil that's definitely great if you have more dry skin and shea butter as well well. Shea butter is great for making your skin have that really plump, very deeply moisturized look. It's a great one. So either of those, but there's lots of other great moisturizing ingredients out there. Really at the end of the day, the most powerful one when it comes to actually repairing that damage in your skin is retinol. Dita asked, could you recommend a good sunscreen for the body? So yes, I actually just made a video talking about the best sunscreens for this summer and I included my favorite body sunscreen. It's the Native Unscented SPF 30 sunscreen. Uh, when it comes to like body sunscreens that you can at least like find at the drugstore or for an affordable rate, 
they tend to be very white cast heavy, very thick on the skin, just not super pleasant to use at all. Um, and that one is great because it has a very minimal white cast. It feels lightweight. It absorbs into the skin really easily. And you can find it for a really good price point at like Target. So definitely recommend checking that one out. A lot of people prefer to use like spray sunscreens for the body. But in my opinion, when it comes to the amount of protection you need on your body, um, say like if you're going to the beach or you're going out in the sun for a while a spray just doesn't give you as much protection as a cream formula cream formulas are still the best at making sure that you're not only properly applying it everywhere you need to but also ensuring that you're getting the most amount of protection so i definitely recommend a cream over a spray if you can at all um, find you know the native sunscreen or a different body cream sunscreen i would just recommend you know Unless there's nothing else out there and you literally can't find another sunscreen and spray is the only option, then of course, go for that one. But I definitely don't recommend sprays. What to do for chest and back knee. P.S. Love your videos. Thank you so much. I appreciate you watching them. Um, Yeah, so the whole conversation around like chest acne, back acne, butt acne, just any type of body acne is one that I have personal experience in. I've always struggled with um, breakouts on my body. And I think it's mostly because like I do, you know, like remove the hair from my body. And so I typically tend to see a lot of, you know, ingrown hairs and uh, breakouts. And it's always been a struggle for me. And I've tried a bunch of different products. For a while, I was using the Selfless Mandelic Serum, but I was like, for your body, like you have to use a lot of the serum and I'm going through products really quickly. I don't know if this is something I want to like continue doing, but the Mandelic Acid Serum definitely helps a lot with it until I found the Notorium salicylic acid body spray oh my gosh that one is incredible i apply it like every day or every other day it's nice that it is in a spray because at least for the body it's a little bit more difficult to take like a serum and have to apply it to every single area whereas with the spray it's a lot easier to just apply it and then rub it in afterwards that one every time i use it like when i'm consistently using it i notice great results i don't notice irritation i don't notice breakouts or redness uh, it even helps with ingrown hairs too and I literally will spray it on my body right after I get out of the shower. It's like a godsend. I'm like, oh my God, I finally found something that really, really helps with body acne. So I definitely recommend checking that one out because even for me, I was using like the Notorium like body cleansers, which did okay. I was using other serums. I was using using like um, pads for the body. Nothing was working. Like every time I would consistently try to use it, I would still get breakouts. But from the salicylic acid spray, it's proven to be really effective. So I definitely recommend checking that one out because it has been amazing for me. Oh, I forgot to say, as I start this video, if you guys are watching on video, all the products that I'm talking about will be linked in the description box below. If you do want to check them out and do some shopping, I would really appreciate it because I do make a small commission from those links that helps support to support my channel, but no pressure whatsoever. They're just there as a resource for you if you happen to be watching on YouTube. But yeah, all the products will be down there. Alex asked, sunscreen before or after other creams in the morning? So the main rule when it comes to sunscreen, it always has to be the last step in your skincare routine. You don't want to apply it before any serums or moisturizers because those formulas will break up the sunscreen on your face, which means the sunscreen won't be effective. Unfortunately, it's not like other products. Like for serums and moisturizers, it doesn't matter as much like when you apply them, they'll still be absorbed by the skin. But sunscreen is meant to be a protection 
protective layer and sunscreen formulas are very finicky it's really hard to get like a sunscreen formula to provide that proper protection and if it's being broken up by other products being applied on your skin after applying your sunscreen then it's not going to be as effective and what's the whole reason in paying for a sunscreen if it's not going to properly protect your skin from the sun so definitely Make sure that sunscreen comes at the last step in your skincare routine. It's okay to apply makeup afterwards because makeup just sits on the skin. It doesn't do anything more than that. But when it comes to your entire skincare routine, always make sure that sunscreen is the last step. I personally have learned this lesson because I used to do the thing where I would like mix my moisturizer and sunscreen together and I really didn't think much of it. And then I became humbled and definitely learned that like that's not how you do it. Even if the sunscreen formula doesn't necessarily feel super pleasant to use as the last step of your routine and not mixing it, you still need to apply at the last step. And if you're someone like me who the whole reason I was mixing my sunscreen with other products is because I just didn't like the finish of the sunscreen, definitely go check out my brand new video, the best sunscreens for summer 2023, because there's a lot of amazing ones with such elegant, wonderful experiences that you can use if you are saying like, oh, I don't really like how my sunscreen feels, I'd rather apply my moisturizer after. Definitely check that one out because there's some great formulas there. Can someone use a cleanser only? So <laughs> yes, but you are missing the most important step of the skincare routine, which is sunscreen. In my opinion, even if you're not cleansing, you should use a sunscreen. Now, of course, like I always say, the perfect skincare routine has four steps. You need a cleanser, serum, moisturizer, and sunscreen um, in every routine if you want to see like the best results with your skin. But if you are someone who just can't get into the habit of using four products, please at least just use a sunscreen and then use a cleanser <laughs> because sun damage does the most damage to our skin. I will say though, however, if you're only using a cleanser and a sunscreen, if you start seeing breakouts or negative reactions, it is because your skin isn't getting the proper treatment it needs. Or specifically, if you're only wearing a sunscreen and nothing else, if you start to see negative reactions, it's because like skincare really should come with those four steps to make sure you're getting the proper treatment. And the problem with only using a cleanser is that Cleansing is great for removing excess sebum and oil from your skin, but if you're only cleansing and you're not using anything else to replenish your skin afterwards, you're kind of just unnecessarily stripping your skin of natural oils or any benefits it might need to stay healthy. That's why using a cleanser alone is usually not gonna cut it and people don't usually see good results from only using a cleanser. You really should have those four steps. And if you wanna learn about what those four steps are and how to use them and what to look for, definitely go check out my Skincare 101 series because I break everything down. I show you how to use a cleanser and a moisturizer, which ones to look for, super affordable ones that you can use the whole thing. But yeah, definitely like if you can use those four products, but if you're not going to use a cleanser and use a sunscreen. Linda asked, hi Hiram, hope you're doing well. Thank you. I hope you're doing well too, Linda. Is there any good products for hyperpigmentation? So yes, my top ingredients that I typically recommend for hyperpigmentation are first retinol, just because it's the best ingredient for helping to reverse any type of skin damage you're experiencing, whether it's hyperpigmentation, premature aging, acne and acne scars. Um, retinol is definitely the best. So definitely look out for that. Like I said before, the selfless retinol serum is a great introductory one. The inky list retinol serum is great if you want a little bit more of 
like a stronger formula. There's so many different retinol products out there, but retinol, in my opinion, is the best. Vitamin C is also another great ingredient for hyperpigmentation, and one that I've definitely noticed significantly helps with dark circles or under eye darkness. My personal favorite, it is pricey, but I've been seeing that you guys are really enjoying using this one. It's the Peter Thomas Roth Potency potent C serum. Um, that one, like when I used it for my dark circles, um, I just noticed like such fast results when I felt like none of the other products I was trying to use were really working. Um, vitamin C has been a really well-researched ingredient forever. It's one of like the oldest skincare ingredients out there, and it really works for helping to brighten any dark spots you might be experiencing. So definitely check out vitamin C. If you want like a more affordable one, um, Good Molecules has one, I believe. Um, and there's another one that I recommend all the time. Oh shoot. It's on Amazon. What is it called? My brain, you guys trying to remember like thousands of products and being able to like whip them out at the drop of a hat is always really difficult for me. Um, shoot. I'll have a link down below. You can definitely check it out, but there's one that's really popular on, um, Amazon that I've used before and I really enjoy. But yeah, vitamin C, another great ingredient. And then uh, if neither of those are working, I recommend checking out Alpha Arbutin. It's like a skin brightening agent that works really powerfully and particularly for people who aren't noticing results from retinol or vitamin C. The Inky List has a great one. It's an awesome ingredient if you're really wanting to treat those dark spots you're experiencing. Jess asked, is it good to use a sheet mask every day or every week? Uh, definitely not every day. I don't think it's good to use any mask every day. Masks are meant to be like once in a while type treatment. So I personally don't really feel like you should be using a mask any more than once a week. I know it seems like really trendy and a lot of people like are constantly using face masks all the time, but face masks can be really intensive treatments and they're a good like reset for your skin. But really where the best skincare comes down to is the daily treatments that you're using to help with any of the problems that you're having. So definitely not every day, once a week is the best route to go. Faisa asked, can you use eye creams with retinol on the eyelid? Ooh, I definitely don't recommend that because the eyelid is so thin. Um, if, if I'm not mistaken, it's like the thinnest skin on our bodies, which means it's very sensitive and using a powerful ingredient like retinol is a good way of making sure that you get some major irritation and sensitivity. And I know for eyelids, like they can show aging pretty quickly. So it's a little bit tricky. That's where like a like a surgical procedure would be able to help, but using retinol on that area of the face is not recommended. Um, you only want to use it on your under eye area, kind of like along the orbital bone. If you're using it on your eyelids, it's just too risky. Like you can see a lot of irritation and long-term damage from doing that. Sarah asked, what can I do for the little bumps on my forehead? A bunch of you guys asked this question and, you know, little bumps on the forehead can refer to so many different things. It's hard to know exactly what that is, um, but a common reason is called fungal acne. And I have an entire video dedicated to talking about fungal acne that you can check out. Fungal acne is essentially like a fungus that grows on your skin when there's too much moisture or oil that is on the surface of your skin. And it kind of is like a breeding ground for the fungus. And one of the best ways to get rid of it is the Nizoral shampoo. I know you're probably like, Hiram, 
you're recommending a shampoo for the face. What are you talking about? This is ridiculous. But literally every dermatologist I've ever seen recommends using Nizoral shampoo. It's an anti-dandruff shampoo and it has an ingredient called ketoconazole, which helps to reduce that excess fungus that is growing on your face and creating those little bumps. So it's worth a shot to try that out. But keep in mind, Sometimes little bumps on the face can be either an indication of your skin being sensitive to a product or an ingredient that you're using because little bumps are very frequent as kind of like your skin's inflammatory response of saying, hey, we don't like something that you're putting on your face. Please stop using it. It's, you know, how the body indicates that. Or sometimes it can be like breakouts and acne as well. It's really hard to know unless like a dermatologist is looking at your skin. But for a lot of people experiencing those little bumps on the face, Nizoral has been a great solution. So definitely recommend checking that one out. This one's really interesting, which I do want to clarify. Rita said, you were always against fruit extracts in cosmetics and then started your own with exactly that. So actually, no, I think fruit extracts are great. I, since the beginning of my channel, have talked about so many different fruit extracts that can be really beneficial, like um, fruit or vegetable, like centella asiatica, green tea, um, you know, cucumber extract. There's so many good ones. The ones that I don't like are the ingredients that have a lot of fragrant components that are added into formulas as a reason to add fragrance rather than to have skin benefit. So like citrus fruit extracts, I have always been against just because they pose a higher risk for sensitivity and irritation. And when exposed to sunlight, they can oxidize and make your skin even more sensitized. Um, or other other fruit extracts that are really just fragrant fruit extracts. The main ones I have like an issue with are the citrus ones. So whether it's like mandarin um, uh, extract, orange peel extract, uh, lemon, lime extract, those ones are the ones that I've always like spoken out against and not really been a fan of because they really don't offer much benefit. Um, but fruit and vegetable extracts uh, besides that are great. Like I love apple fruit extract. That one's good for like exfoliation. Just the ones that don't don't have like an overwhelming fragrance or are shown to show sensitivity in people's skin. And I don't have any of those kind of fruit extracts in my own skincare. So just want to clarify that, but good for you for doing your research and keeping a tab on what ingredients you're putting on your skin, because that is important. And I always want to hear your concerns. Um, and I'm always happy to clarify on anything I've said before. Kayla asked, how many serums should I be using? So this question I wanted to answer because truthfully, it's not about how many serums you should be using. It's about the quality of serums that you're using. So identifying what your skin concerns are and how those, in those serums that you're using um, or the ingredients in those serums are treating those concerns. I don't think we should get caught in a numbers game of how many products we're using because it's very easy to start using too many products for the skin that are overwhelming. In my opinion, like a good skincare routine has one to two serums. You really don't need a lot more than that. If say you're struggling with breakouts and acne, then like a good salicylic acid serum, or say if you want, you know, the exfoliation experience, a good exfoliant, a uh, good retinol serum, 
it's about the quality of the products that you're using, which is why I always recommend looking at the ingredients, making sure it doesn't have sensitizing agents, making sure that it has really power packed formulas with ingredients that are going to help the health of your skin and treat the concerns that you're looking for. Focus on that um, instead of the amount of serums. And in my opinion, it's always good to have less rather than more. So many skin problems come from using too many products, and I really feel like the majority of skin concerns can be solved with just really good, power-packed, simple formulas. Shirley asked, what is the best eye cream? So this is always like an iffy one for me because I'm that person that always says like, you don't need an eye cream in your routine, but I still do use eye creams. I really only use two, and the one I'm like, Oh, just absolutely obsessed with. I love, I've used for years. It's the First Aid Beauty Niacinamide Eye Cream. And the reason I love that one is because it has a slight tint to it that will offset any darkness on your under eye area and kind of diffuses the darkness um, and makes it look less apparent. So it's a little bit like a skincare and makeup product in one, but it has really good ingredients. And so that's always like, in my opinion, the best eye cream that I love recommending to people. It just gives such a satisfying before and after experience while still making sure your skin is getting those good ingredients. But you know, you don't need an eye cream. You can totally just use whatever serum, you know, you're using if it's like a hydrating serum or even like a retinol, a gentle retinol serum, you can apply on the under eye area, put a moisturizer on afterwards, and you basically got an eye cream. So I've talked about it before. I believe I made a video before like called, are eye creams actually necessary or are eye creams worth it? I can't remember. I did a video before, just search my name and search eye cream. And I go into detail there to give my full thoughts, but you don't need one. The first day beauty nice and my eye cream is definitely my favorite though. Haley asked, do you think tretinoin is fine to use? Yes, definitely a great ingredient to use, but make sure that your skin is accommodated to more powerful formulas. Like what I was saying earlier in the episode, it's good to use a like retinol serum before you go on to tretinoin because people who have never used like really intensive skincare and then use tretinoin will notice a lot of purging, skin sensitivity. It's going to be skin peeling as well. It's kind of going to be hell for a little while. And I feel like it's better to kind of like boost up your skin's tolerance before you start using tretinoin. But yeah, love tretinoin. It's one of the most powerful ingredients out there. And if you're not noticing sensitivity and irritation, like go for it. You'll see incredible results. Can you recommend any eczema safe skincare? Your girl is suffering. So great question. Rather than going into all the details in this episode, I'm going to recommend you watch my most recent eczema video. I answered a bunch of your guys' questions and gave a ton of product recommendations that work really well for anyone who is struggling with eczema. It's really rough with eczema. You know, it's a process of trial and error and really like seeing what works best for your skin. It's not fun. I'm sorry, but you know, I've struggled with eczema before too. It really is just about testing and finding that right product, but I recommend all the best ones that have worked for me or you guys on my YouTube channel with the most recent video I did. I think I posted it like a month ago. You'll see it. it's called like your eczema questions answered. I'll go into full detail there because um, otherwise I could talk about it for like 45 minutes on this episode. <laughs> so to go check that one out. Sanaya asked, what is your opinion on the brand Cetaphil? Great question. Go watch my video where I'm comparing CeraVe versus Cetaphil. Sorry, I'm pointing you guys in the direction of so many of my videos, but honestly, like I go into more detail and give my full thoughts on these questions rather than trying to answer it in a short time in this episode. 
go watch that video because I review and compare a bunch of Cetaphil products to CeraVe products and give my thoughts on them, kind of determine which ones are better. I think I posted that one like a year ago, so go check it out. But overall, I think Cetaphil is fine. Very simple formulas um, for, I would say, people who have more sensitive skin, not flashy, they don't have any formulas that I'm like, oh my God, I am obsessed with this. This is like the best thing ever. It's more so like, yeah, you know, they're fine products. They'll do the job, get the job done, but um, they don't really offer the full spectrum of ingredients that I think makes skincare really interesting. Um, so yeah, go watch the video. I'll give my full thoughts there. Jasmine asked, can I use coconut oil on my eczema on my neck if it's the only thing that has worked for me? I will always stand by this. You know your skin best. And while I personally wouldn't recommend coconut oil to everyone, if it's the only thing that has worked for you and you've tried other products, they don't work. You're really not seeing any results, but you're noticing that coconut oil is the best thing that is helping you. Definitely keep using it. You know what works with your skin best more than I ever will. Of course, I wouldn't recommend coconut oil to the majority of people just because it's shown to just not be a great ingredient for the skin. Um, it can make a lot of people break out. It doesn't provide like a lot of deeper moisturizing or hydrating properties. It can be very greasy on the skin and, you know, raw coconut oil in the jar is not formulated for the skin. But again, if it's working for you, stick with it. Do what you know works. I'm not here to judge you at all for using it. What is the best sunscreen to use for oily skin? Please help me. So again, I would recommend you go check out my most recent sunscreen video, but my personal favorite for oily skin is the Bliss Blockstar SPF 30. It is a tinted sunscreen, so keep that in mind, but that is the best one for making sure that my skin doesn't look too greasy or oily on my face because the majority of sunscreens out there by like a few hours in, my skin already looks super shiny and just overly greasy, but that one is amazing. I also recommend the Cynic SPF 50 Korean sunscreen formula. That one's another great one. It does leave your skin a little bit more shiny initially, but it doesn't feel heavy at all. It doesn't build up throughout the day and it just has a beautiful finish on the skin and absolutely no white cast. So depending on whether you want kind of like a more transparent, clear, invisible formula, or if you want like the tinted sunscreen effect from Bliss, those would be my top two ones that I recommend for oily skin. But I feel you, it is so hard finding a good sunscreen for oily skin because it feels like all of them are just made for dry skin and it's so difficult to find something that won't make you look super greasy, but those are the best ones that I've been able to find. All right, guys, and those are the questions I'm going to be answering. There were so many. Thank you guys so much for submitting all of these. I'm going to be answering more of your guys' questions in future episodes because if you didn't know, I do these episodes every month where I answer your guys' skincare questions. But of course, make sure you go follow me on Instagram to submit any more questions that you have because you guys always surprise me with new ones. And literally in like all the episodes that we've done so far, I don't think there's been many repeat questions because there's just so many new ones to talk about. So definitely feel free to submit your own on my Instagram. But thank you so much to everyone who asked these questions. I really appreciate, as always, your guys' trust in me and your willingness to entrust me with your skin concerns because my goal is always to help you as much as I possibly can just to make sure it easier in your process is trying to find products that actually work. So it really does mean a lot that you guys are asking these and listening to my recommendations and I hope they are able to help. That's always the goal. That's the whole reason I do these. It's just because I want them to help your skin. So thank you again. 
Like I said before, if you are interested in purchasing any of the products that I've talked about in this episode, you can find them on the Juxtaposition podcast YouTube channel. They will all be linked on this video. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13 and Odyssey Studio. New episodes are out every Thursday wherever you listen to your podcasts, and I will see you all in the next one. Mwah. Oh, 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 oh,